Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Evan Kirkham, CEO of Colorcast, which is a company that is disrupting the sports broadcasting industry. Welcome to the show, Evan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, as I was reading up on your company, the way you described it was it's a company that has an app that is a social audio platform where anyone, anywhere, with no equipment can commentate on any sports before, during, and after the game. And I checked out your Facebook page and you even yeah. make, it, make it a game. You make it fun. You give awards to people. And there's not very often I can say one of my podcast guests was a successful commercial litigator turned <laughs> entrepreneur leader. So I can, I can only guess some of your best practices as a leader. And you also graduated with honors. So you're obviously smart and you're an adventurer. You're a hockey player. You think you've even hiked for 500 miles in 30 days solo. You speak, <laughs> you speak some Russian. I mean, I could go on and on. So don't quiz me on that, please. <laughs> well, I'll let my friend and your investor, Nick, do that. And uh, <laughs> tell me, why do you think you have managed to so far succeed in both as an attorney, but also as a leader right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question. And it's hard to answer without, I don't know, feeling self-aggrandizing or self-congratulatory. But for me, I think that I've always kind of been a strategic thinker. It's, it's skills that I developed in high school debate, collegiate debate, even moot court. I've been a kind of strategic thinker and debater my entire life. And I love kind of zooming out and thinking of the big picture. So that really helped me in litigation because in a lot of ways, litigation is mental chess and, and kind of leverage posturing. And in some ways, that, that same kind of strategic thinking is what's helped me come up with the idea for Colorcast in the first place, understand where we stood in the market, which to be clear is always shifting. And yeah, so I think that kind of strategic thinking skill set has really helped me out. But then mm -hmm. another thing that I think that I think has helped me out is just the ability to, to kind of build a team around me and give those individuals autonomy and empower them to, to kind of flex their skills. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that was maybe less apparent or, or less on display as a commercial litigator. Um, the reality there was I was an associate re responding to the a partner's demands. Yeah. Um, but I was a captain of the the high school, my high school hockey team and captain of the debate team. And I, I'm kind of no stranger to, to making a plan and, and leading a group, whether it's a, a hockey team, debate team, my group of friends or, or color cast. Well, and then if my sources are accurate, you also interned, I think it was with senator and two two judges and you were even yeah. worked on a presidential campaign so i suspect some of your best practices also came from when you aren't someone's boss and still have to inspire a lot of people to work together yeah uh, yeah definitely some skill sets translating fundraising for one I, I fundraised for for mitt romney's presidential campaign so a lot of those same skill sets uh, talking to high net worth individuals and getting them motivated to write a check yeah. <laughs> Yes. There's that. And then and then a lot of the kind of field organizing. I did everything from run a congressional campaign in Mississippi to, you know, go door to door in Iowa. So, so yeah, definitely some of those same skill sets are, I think, showing through. Well, and then I'm, of course, yes. very curious. 
did you ever struggle as a leader? Oh, I mean, yeah, all the time. I, I think that my entire team would would be able to, they probably are better than I am at citing examples of it. For sure. For sure. I mean, to give you kind of one thing that I struggle with, as much as I love kind of zooming out and being big picture, I have a habit of getting way too close to the business and, and kind of turning into a grinder of sorts where I'm very, very interested in the day to day and going out and like kind of making sales or in our, our instance, recruiting casters. I get so tied up in doing that myself. Sometimes I forget to like back up and, and assume my real role, which is setting directional clarity for the entire team. Yeah. And do you have a story you care to share about an aha moment when you realized that? Did your teammates tell you? Or... Yeah, yeah. So gosh, I don't know if there's like truly an aha moment where I realized I needed to, to back up and look at the big picture. It was some of the feedback I was getting, which was like, hey, Evan, wh which direction are we moving? Which market are we trying to bite off? Talk to me about the big picture. And I realized that I hadn't spent enough time thinking about that because that doesn't directly translate in our instance to hours listened. That's our North Star metric. So setting directional clarity doesn't immediately translate to hours listened. So for me, it's hard to remember to carve out the time and kind of invest in the future rather than just grind for present numbers. And obviously, whoever told you that or gave you that feedback felt safe enough with you to, to give you that feedback. So is, is there anything that you feel <laughs> that, that you allowed that to happen? Or did you just hire people who are not afraid to speak up? I think it's both. I mean, <laughs> the, the few people that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head, they're just strong personalities and aren't afraid to say your leadership style is whack or change, the, change it in this way. But, uh, but I also think that having the venue or the forum, I should say, where having that, even if it's a 15 minute bi-weekly one-on-one meeting where I literally will open the meeting and say, hey, what do you got on your mind? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? So just kind of actually asking the question and opening the door, I think that's, I think that's definitely helped to elicit some of the criticism. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I can see another best practice is you actually soliciting feedback. It's not a lot of people do that, nor do they want to hear it. So so that's, and like you said, it, it can happen in just 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be 15 hours conversation, that's, so that's to speak. Right. Well, I wonder, obviously a lot of leaders struggled in the last couple of years, but it sounds like your business being online could have actually done better through it. But have you yourself experienced crisis somewhere? Or what would you say to a leader who is experiencing crisis for the first time? Yeah, I mean, so our crisis wasn't COVID related or remote related at all. You're actually right, because we are a remote social sports talk app, in some ways, it actually benefited from it. One thing that I think is was has been difficult over the last couple of years is having a remote team. And, and we're kind of realizing the effects of not being in person. Mm -hmm. uh, and not having developed like strong personal relationships. And so that's something that we need to, to, to work on. One crisis that happened recently, though, that had to kind of, I mean, honestly, really shook the team was our weekly and monthly metrics, which we track very, very closely to make decisions, actually were inaccurate for an entire week. And so that entire week, we thought we were having some, honestly, in hindsight, unbelievable growth, like to the tune of doubling in a single week. Now it coincided with a press release we put out. So like somehow it was believable, but the timing, <laughs> the, the timing just made it even harder to realize. 
So for that entire week, we were getting bad data and we thought we were doing exceptionally well. And so in a lot of ways, we actually took our foot off the gas. Come to find out we were we were having a very bad week because no one was working as hard because it looked like we were on autopilot. And so that was really, really hard. I mean, that was demoralizing for the team. We went from an all-time high week to almost an all-time low week, all in a matter of 24 hours when we figured out. So for me, you know, the way I tried to handle that is first I had to control the crisis, which data could we trust? What was corrupted? When can we expect it to start cataloging correctly again? I had to kind of gather myself and re-motivate myself because frankly, if I wasn't motivated, there's no way I could expect my team to be. Then you, I wanted to go to the greater team, tell them about the problem, identify what we knew, what we didn't know, what we perceived to be a big windfall was in fact a giant down week. And then honestly, part of what, like I said, there are times when I'm trying to be I need to be more kind of directionally clear. But in this instance, I felt like what would motivate the team and, and turned out this, this has a happy ending. What I thought would motivate the team was actually I went heads down and worked super, super hard to bring on as many casters as I possibly could that week, as many broadcasters as I possibly could and and kind of led by example. And, and the rest of our team really went heads down. And even though we were totally flying blind, we knew that if we kept moving in the same direction and worked hard, that it should correct. And even though we had a, a serious down week, we actually ended the month with 20% growth. And so it was, that was a really, that crisis shook me and the entire team, but, but we got through it by being just doubling down on our efforts, understanding which direction we were moving and, and kind of just moving in that direction even more deliberately and, and harder. Wow. Sounds like lots of effort. So how did you discover that it was not accurate data that you were getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I, I didn't personally discover it. Our developers did. And at, at first we were like, oh, this is great. We're having such a great week. And like I said, it was concealed behind the fact that we had just put out this really great press release about raising money and bringing on this new advisor and all this. So we were like, wow, that thing's really paying dividends. So it kind of masked the problem. Yeah. Uh, and we thought, wow, this that created way more growth than we thought it would. But it was one of our developers who started digging in deeper into the numbers. He's, and he was saying, no, the, the basically the number of active users doesn't match the number of device IDs. So he really got deep into the metrics just because he wanted to figure out why we were growing the way we were. And yeah, so he brought it to my attention. He's like, hey, I we, we, we have to verify, but we think these might all be wrong. And he was correct about it. So it was credit to credit to him for finding that out. But yeah, that was definitely a stomach drop moment for sure. Well, and it sounds to me like another secret sauce of making it through crisis is to make mm -hmm. sure you have hired a good team of people for him mm -hmm. to to want to dig in deeper. That was that was pretty good. So how 100%. how did you attract a team like that, or how did you figure out how to hire them? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't honestly know. I think that it's a combination of we had a really cool idea, and it was clear that the market was really big. I had a strong kind of personal network. I actually, I mean, and it's probably clear with my politics background, I, I just really enjoy networking and meeting new people. So I had a pretty strong personal network. But then yeah, I mean, I think it's also just a lot of, I guess I already said this, but it's like, it's a lot of luck. I came up with the idea, talked to some people in my network about it. My the best man in my wedding is our CFO. So obviously, I had a long standing personal relationship with him. <laughs> He's perfect. I mean, perfect for the job. Our CTO is guy that I met through a mutual friend in law school. And it turns out he's perfect for the job, could not be more perfect for the job. He's hired on some really, really strong developers 
from his personal network. I hired on some really strong go-to-market folks from my personal network. And, and we're just trying to, we just try to be thorough about, about hiring and about truly understanding what role we're trying to fill. But yeah, I don't know if I have the answer to hiring yet. Ask me when we're 50, see if I've actually figured something out. Right now, I think it's just luck, personal network, and being pretty clear about what role we're trying to fill. Okay, so if people want to know more about you, they can simply just go to the App Store and download ColorCast. And I'll put the link in the description. But I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here. And I think your your background as an attorney may come in handy the way you're disrupting the industry. But appreciate <laughs> you contributing to other leaders. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's fun to, to reflect.